You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do the people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Join Bloomberg in San Francisco or virtually on May 7th for The Future Investor, Data-Powered Transformations. This 2024 event series will examine how data is not only playing a pivotal role in investment decisions, but serves as a driving force behind the construction of innovative, investable enterprises. This series is proudly sponsored by Invesco QQQ. Register at BloombergLive.com slash futureinvestor slash radio. Because I've always been an adventurer at heart. That's why I can't wait to be a scout. Scouting will show me how to use bravery, trustworthiness, loyalty, and kindness to become a person I'm proud to be. Because there's no one way to explore the world, and my way is in the scouts. So So scout scout me me in. in. It became just about scouts and scouting for the Boy Scouts in 2017 when the organization decided to accept girls. So where did that leave the Girl Scouts? In court, where they sued the Boy Scouts for sowing confusion and violating their trademark. A New York federal judge has dismissed the Girl Scouts lawsuit, but they say they'll appeal. Joining me is Tyler Ochoa, a professor at Santa Clara University School of Law. Tyler, tell us about the allegations in the Girl Scouts lawsuit. So the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts have coexisted peacefully for over a hundred years. The trouble began in 2017 when the Boy Scouts announced that they were opening the Boy Scouts and the Cub Scouts to girls. So the Boy Scouts announced that they were going to change the primary brand to Scouting BSA, and they started using the slogan, Scout Me In. And the Girl Scouts claimed that the use of the words scout or scouting without the qualifier Boy Scout or Boy Scouting would create a likelihood of confusion with their pre-existing trademarks on the words Girl Scouts. So they filed a lawsuit asking the court to require that the Boy Scouts always use the word boy in their name to distinguish them from the Girl Scouts. In a century, I'm sure, or I think, the Boy Scouts would have used the term scouting by itself at some point. Sure. Both organizations have used the term scouting, but their brand requirements or their brand suggestions were that it always be used with the qualifier, Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts. And in that manner, they were not able to prevent all confusion between the organizations. Many people already thought that they were associated or affiliated in some way. But Prior to 2017, 
it was routine for both organizations to use the qualifier Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts. And the Girl Scouts are complaining that without the qualifier, there may be greater likelihood of confusion. The judge tossed out the Girl Scouts lawsuit. Tell us why. So the judge said that the terms scout or scouting are either generic, and a generic term cannot be protected by trademark law, or at the very least, they are descriptive of what the two organizations do. And a descriptive term can only be protected if it has come to have secondary meaning, if it has come to be thought of as a brand of a particular producer, rather than a description of the type of organization that it is. And the judge ruled that even though the Girl Scouts have a valid trademark in the name Girl Scouts, they do not have any exclusive rights in the terms scout or scouts or scouting, that those terms are common to both organizations. They essentially describe what it is that the organizations do, and so the Girl Scouts cannot prevent the Boy Scouts from using the term scouting without a qualifier. He said that there was not a likelihood of confusion, and he said the Girl Scouts lawsuit was not based on trademark concerns, but out of fear for their competitive position in a market with gender-neutral options for scouting. That's correct, right? He's saying, well, they're worried that girls aren't going to want to be in all-girls scouting organizations, that they might prefer to be in a co-ed scouting organization so that the Girl Scouts now face competition for girls in the scouting type of activities, whereas before they had the market to themselves, essentially, for scouting type activity for girls. He described the suit as serious, contentious, and expensive litigation. Is this kind of litigation particularly expensive compared to others? It's not necessarily expensive compared to other business disputes. I would say that that patent litigation is much more expensive than trademark litigation in general. But I think he was commenting more on the fact that it was contentious, that the two organizations don't seem to get along very well and don't seem to like each other very much, at least in court. The situation does seem confusing to me. I mean, do the girls and the Boy Scouts also call themselves Girl Scouts? And doesn't this erode the Girl Scouts brand? Do you think the judge was right here? It's difficult to say. I think the judge's basic point is valid, that the words scouts and scouting are not associated uniquely with the Girl Scouts. They are associated with both organizations. The judge acknowledged that there has been confusion, but he said that that confusion was pre-existing, that even before the Boy Scouts started using scouting as its own term, that people were confused about the relationships between the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts. So that pre-existing confusion wasn't made any worse in 2017 when the Boy Scouts went co-ed. But I do think the judge gave little consideration to a couple of theories that might have deserved more scrutiny. One of them is something called initial interest confusion. That is, if confusion leads you to consider one organization thinking that it's associated with the other, even if that confusion is dispelled by the time that you actually fork over any money or decide to join the organization, there are some courts that recognize this theory of initial interest confusion. 
you're not allowed to do something that would confuse consumers at the outset, even if by the time they've purchased something, they understand what's going on. And the court is implicitly dismissing that. He says, look, people are careful here. They investigate which organization they're joining before they actually join, so that even if they're confused at the outset, by the time they join an organization, they know who they're dealing with. And that might be true, but he hasn't really acknowledged this theory of initial interest confusion. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. Success is more than the final destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's discipline. It's teamwork. And it's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel's become one of the fastest growing wealth management and investment banking firms in the country. Our financial advisors go beyond traditional wealth management to provide clients with direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises and a leading middle market investment bank because success is the drive it takes to keep climbing, the passion to keep investing, the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. Athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers. They're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common... It's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Any other theories that he missed? So the Girl Scouts argued that several of the local Boy Scout organizations have been using the term girls in connection with scouting in a way that might be confusing. So they talk about boys and Girl Scouts who are invited to join so that the phrase Girl Scouts appears in the advertisement. And there were several examples of these potentially confusing advertisements in the complaint. And the judge held that the Boy Scout National Organization was not liable for any advertisements that might have been placed by some of the local scout troops. And it strikes me that the discussion of whether the national organization should be held responsible for what the local troops do was a little thin. I agree that they're not necessarily a partnership, it's sort of more of a franchise relationship, but one could imagine a court saying there should be some vicarious liability here, you should try to exercise more control over what your local troops 
are saying and how they are using the term scouting when they are recruiting girls. That's my question. So are the Boy Scouts, suppose in their, you know, their literature from the national organization, they use the word Girl Scouts. Are they allowed to do that now? No. Girl Scouts is still exclusive property of the Girl Scouts organization. So the Boy Scouts should not be using the term girls just before Scouts in the phrase Girl Scouts. But they can refer to scouting and they can refer to girls so long as they do not combine them in a way that suggests they are affiliated with the Girl Scouts. Now, the court did not issue a court order to that effect. The Girl Scouts have lost this lawsuit, but what they were complaining about was the use of the word scouting by itself. So that claim is gone. I'm sure that if individual troops are still using Girl Scouts together as a phrase, they will find themselves in legal trouble. But the national organization has been discouraging that practice. And what about the Girl Scouts' claim of trademark dilution? Dilution is about harm to the mark owner. Will your mark be tarnished by a potential association with uh, another similar mark? There are two problems here. Uh, The Boy Scouts as an organization has existed for a long time, and dilution requires that they begin using a mark after the other mark has become famous, uh, which isn't the case here. However, the judge used the wrong test for analyzing whether there was a likelihood of dilution. He used the six-factor test that's used in New York law instead of looking at the different six-factor test that's used in federal law. So that portion of the analysis, again, is rather weak, might provide a ground for remanding, reconsider the dilution claim. But you still have the same basic problem of Girl Scouts is a distinctive term, but scouting by itself is not. Do you think that this should have gone to a jury to decide this instead of the judge deciding it? I think it is a plausible claim that a jury should have decided this. The difficulty would be in instructing the jury that the Boy Scouts are entitled to use the word scouting by itself, and then one would be asking in the instances in which girls and scouts have been used together, was the national organization responsible for that? Uh, That's a very tricky jury instruction to craft, but it strikes me that on appeal, this isn't a slam dunk. Uh, It may very well be that the Girl Scouts are still going to lose because of the relief they were seeking. They didn't want Boy Scouts to use the word scouts at all without the word boy. And I think that's a weak claim. But the claim that the national organization should be responsible when the local clubs use Girl Scouts together as a phrase strikes me as uh, having greater purchase. The Boy Scouts are in Delaware right now, I think, filing for bankruptcy protection. Does that play into this any way? Does that mean they'll have less money for appeals or anything like that? So the lawsuit was actually delayed by bankruptcy protection. When an organization files for bankruptcy, any lawsuits that they are involved in are automatically stayed until you can get the bankruptcy court to declare that it's okay for the lawsuit to proceed. So there was a delay because of the bankruptcy, but the bankruptcy court allowed this to go ahead 
So I imagine the appeals will be prosecuted in the ordinary course. Thanks, Tyler. That's Professor Tyler Ochoa of Santa Clara University School of Law. Coming up next, the surge in seizures of cryptocurrencies has investigators hunting for passwords. I'm June Grosso, and you're listening to Bloomberg. Thanks, Tyler. That's Professor Tyler Ochoa of Santa Clara University Law School. And that's it for this edition of the Bloomberg Law Show. Remember, you can always get the latest legal news on our Bloomberg Law podcast. You can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and at www.bloomberg.com slash podcast slash law. And remember to tune into the Bloomberg Law Show every weeknight at 10 p.m. Wall Street time. I'm June Grosso, and you're listening to Bloomberg. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.